This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Greg Hill Show on Boston Sports Original WEI. No Greg, no Courtney, no Wiggy, no Curtis today. It is Shime, Hart, and Dondero filling in. Jackson all on the board this morning doing a great job. Uh, 617-779-7937 if you want to weigh in. We're going to get to some callers here. Let's go to Al in Winchester. Wanted to. Uh, I assume this is another shot at Gresh. Go ahead. Al, you there? Al, who are you talking to? Albert. All right, Al, nice try. Let's go to Bob in Londonderry. What's up, Bob? Hey, uh, guys, enjoy the uh, show this morning. Thank and you. Um, I just was listening to you guys. Everyone's talking about the Patriots, and I'm really surprised they rushed as fast as they did. Now, I understand what they're saying and all that, but uh, given, as you said earlier, the condition of the team that this, this poor guy is getting dealt to deal with, um, I think the results are going to be – if you're a Pats fan, I don't hold your breath because I can tell you right now, this isn't going to go well at all. And I don't think there's even an answer as to what they can make the best trade, get whoever. They better hope they really get some help because, boy, I wouldn't want to be this guy. He's going to have his hands full. And even if things go right, I'm not even sure it's going to go that positive. That's reality. That's what I think anyway. Thanks for coming. Bob. Yeah, I appreciate it. That was the most succinct I've ever heard, Bob. That was incredible. Good call, Bob. <laughs> Thanks, wasn't overly positive. Nope, but, but that's okay. We're not all about positivity here. Four Just because I'm about energy doesn't mean I'm about positivity necessarily. Oh, no, you're not positive. Generally not. You think Which is shocking. Is Coming from Andy, that's how you know I'm not positive. <laughs> you can be very negative. You can be I, more negative than I am. I know. You, you definitely wrap your negativity in a positive face. Well, so that's the thing. That's how I do it. I really dress it up nice. It's, it's a sandwich of negativity, really, right? Like the bread is just all this general bubbly positive energy. But the meat of it, the meat, the, the lettuce, the pickles, the tomato, everything, it's all negative. Nah, it see, is. Not me. I'm negative and I sound negative. <laughs> And I think I, I get painted as negative when I'm more positive than I am. Sometimes you can be very positive. Other I do like a very positive, you, Andy. You, you have a positive outlook. Thank you. Thank you, Jackson. You waver back and forth depending on so the So give me something positive uh, about the Patriots and why we should feel differently about that Um call. They had one of the best defenses in football, and they're going to get back their two best defensive players. Who continuity on the defense. And, and they're and partying the together. You see that? They were all having a party with Daniel Aquale's birthday, so they're a tight-knit unit. Yeah, and they're all raving about the new head coach. Like all yeah. the defensive players are pumped that you're. Yeah, we Mayo's give him positive, coach. and he gives us. Well, yeah. I just think I think part of the reason the defense was so good is because the offense was so bad. And if you come into games knowing you have to score more, I think that's different. And I think it's going to be a different challenge for the defense if the offense gets better. So counterpoint, which there's some truth to that. Mm-hmm. I do think teams come in saying we only need ten points today and we'll win this game. Whatever. Counterpoint though is. 
you had a team and quarterbacks that would turn the ball over on the first play of the game, and you'd get your first snaps in, like, the red zone or on a short field. And many times they bowed up. Let's just pretend they have a normal game plan where, I don't know, the other team starts at the way other end, 20-yard line. You can force a punt. Your offense moves the ball. You get a little, have you heard this phrase, complimentary football? Because they played whatever the opposite of that is this year. Well, because I I think you're right. I think that's a great point. See, we swayed you. Positivity, baby. I'm just saying it's different. 12 wins. It's really hard to be good at both. And I think they're a good defense. I'm not saying they're frauds or it's a mirage or anything like that. I just think if they do get better on offense, the defense is going to have challenges that they haven't faced in a few years. That's fair. But I still think they'll be a pretty competitive defense if you can add any offense to the mix. And the other thing, real quick, Christian Gonzalez, great player, looks great. How many games did he play? Three and change. So, like, I'm going to just wait a second before I start anointing him the next cornerstone. No, no, no. That's not how we do things in talk well, radio. I, I, mean, three, I believe he, he looked is good. He looked real good. A compar- I believe Ty Law with a little Revis and Deion Sanders mixed in, and I think is what he is. He's right there. Coach Prime? He's yeah. right there. Can include Prime in this? I don't care for your object. I think he's very less talkative than Prime. Much oh, less. Oh, much less talkative. <laughs> he's the complete opposite, actually, if you really yes, think about it. Yes, absolutely. But, no, we don't care for you saying let's wait till he plays, I don't know, four full games before we anoint him. It's 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 funny. I think the field uh, field position game is very important. Um, you know, I, I just – I know it's when people think it's stupid that Bel- Bill Belichick cared about that. That was something he cared about was field position and starting field position. And that's one of the things his defense had to deal with this year is your offense was so bad that the opposing offenses were constantly in good field position. And yet – your defense was like top five in yards allowed, but because of the field position, they were, I think it was right in the middle of points allowed. Yeah. So, yes, they were, I think they were good, and, and I think they can be better, um, which is why I think the continuity helps. If I'm going to add one positive note to this, I think the continuity of having Gerard Mayo as your head coach and that defense and getting Gonzalez and Judon back next year will, in fact, help your defense. I think they will be a little bit better next year um, because of that, but... Again, it boils down to this offense. I was going to say, the problem is Bill Belichick's former defensive coordinator, you might have heard of him, he just retired. His name's Nick Saban. And like eight years ago, he finally said, I just realized defense doesn't win championships anymore. you got to win with offense. And if Nick Saban is going to say offense wins, it's time for us to all just accept offense wins. So let me just tell you about Gerard Mayo's strengths real quick. Okay, Two strengths that I can absolutely unequivocally say. Number one. Defensive game plan. He's a good defensive mind, right? Good defensive game plans. He knows the X's and O's. How do we know Bill wasn't doing that? Okay, well, that's a good question. (laughs) Number two, the players seem to really respond. Good players, See, They seem like the players like him, and that's a good thing. Uh, But then I think about Bill Belichick. What were his two strengths on the way out, for sure, that we still knew he had? Defensive game plans, right? He could still put together a defense... And the players still like they played for him. It did. Mm, some you of them. don't think so? Half okay. the locker room. All right. Whoa, so whoa, whoa. more than half. Okay. Don't feel like the Trent team Brown and a couple still, right. against the like Mac the Jones team. camp. Yeah, he, that, I said don't hold a couple. The bulk of them played for him. Yeah. They played for him. Yeah, so yeah. you have you know essentially the same t- strengths, Gerard Mayo and Bill Belichick. So I don't know what we're adding. Well, so That's I, what I'm, I, I'm wondering. I totally get I youthful totally energy. Like, youthful energy. Positivity. Positivity? Yeah, he coaches uh, out of love. He coaches out of love. He'll answer the why. Modern players, I need to answer the why. why. Diversity of. Sounds like a high school uh, teacher's meeting. Diversity of thought and opinion will be accepted under his culture. Okay. 
A little culture shift. So hopefully shift. we do some you know, modernization is, is we'll the act- one word I'd use. All right, and we'll actually get to hear from Gerard Mayo Wednesday at noon. Correct? Yeah, is it's a nooner, nooner noon. down there. Just hopefully, like, just like hopefully this week. is a real press conference, not, not one where statement. we show up and they issue a verbal a statement and then leave. A complete that was farce annoying. that I could have just taken on Twitter. You could have just posted the statements on Twitter. Yeah, I but they had a that. picture of them shaking hands. Yes. Yeah, Robert Kraft really needed that. That's yeah. great. I drove. Uh, an hour plus each direction. Were you there? Did you go? Yeah. Okay. And immediately regretted it when yeah. Stacy stood up there and said, uh, these are more verbal statements. We will not be taking. I was like, I drove. Yes. What? You couldn't have put that in the email yeah. before I drove Did up. Did you here. hang around for the craft part after? No, because I didn't bring my laptop and I had to podcast and I had to get in here for the Rich Keefe show. And if they had just let me know, I could have handled my entire day better. Oh, jeez. Uh, let's go to Rick in Swansea. He wants to talk about uh, the Miami Kansas City game this weekend. What's up, Rick? Hey, how you doing? Thank you. I I was I love your radio show, and I would listen to all your shows. But what the NFL did and Peacock did Saturday was totally outrageous. First of all, the season ticket holder of the Patriots for forty two years. I watch football on a continuous basis, and to take off to get a playoff game and not even telling us about it was so ridiculous. I had a house full of people, food, and everything, and no game. <laughs> All right, Rick, thanks for the call. Uh, so no one in that house just, that could have helped? I just want to say, um, uh, they definitely told you about it. <laughs> I got sick of hearing about it. Yeah. They've been telling us this damn thing forever. I actually thought they were kind of brazen bad. with how much they bragged that for the first time ever, exclusively on streaming. Yeah, no, they told you. And I'd also argue, Rick, I'm as cheap as anybody, and I like to prove a point and send a message as much as anybody. But if I was throwing a party and I had a house full of people and food, I'd call the damn cable company or whatever service you're using and pay the five ninety nine and get Peacock and then cancel it after the game. Well, I think, Mark, you also said nobody at the party knew that it was on Peacock. Yeah, it wasn't one attendee who watched the previous games and saw the eight Plus, if you had that many people there, I think Peacock, you get like three. You, they could have logged in under yeah. probably their yeah. Peacock yeah. somehow. I would have given you my name and password. I would have too, Rick. So, Jeez. Rick, this is a little bit on you, my buddy. Jeez. Oh, All right. Let's and I to... love when people tell me how long they've been a season ticket. Like, <laughs> so good. I'm going to start calling these shows and be like, Andy, I, I've been a season ticket holder for 275 years, back to the days of George Washington. I sat on those metal benches in nah, Sullivan Stadium. They didn't have metal. It was rock when I started. <laughs> let's go to Steve in Fall River. What's up, Steve? Steve? I mean, you could get Peacock. It was $5.99. I didn't have it either. Yeah, see, five ninety nine for a night, you're good. Five ninety nine, right? You tell them, Steve. Anyway, uh, I know there's a lot of. I'm not opposed to Gerard Mayo. I'm glad they made this decision to fire Bill. I'm glad they realized this halfway through the season, and they went waiting to figure it out after the season. They've got to play a thing in place. They, that you either complain they're dragging their feet or they're putting something in place. I'm more concerned about who the GM is going to be, and I don't want a retread. I'd like him to get somebody uh, off of a team that's had good success drafting, not retread guys. They got and and Andy was talking about we have a small football ops. We don't have a currently we don't have a sports science department down there, whatever that does, yep. and they don't have analytics. Maybe it was because Bill didn't believe in it. Maybe it's because Bill's salary ate up so much freaking money that the crafts allotted to football ops, they couldn't afford it. Maybe if you only made $15 million a year, the other 10 could have went into that. I don't know. The last thing I want to say is with Aaron, two things. Aaron Rodgers will be back for the New York Jets, so clearly we're going to be in last place again in the AFC if everyone's health is the same. And, excuse me, uh, 
if the crafts don't pony up another fifty million to get into the top half of spending in the league instead of being thirty first, we're in for a long decade, folks. All right, th- Steve, thanks for the call. So I think oh wow, there's so many points in there. I forget what I was gonna say now. Okay, so let me chime in Please, real quick on you. the uh, small staff. The Patriots, oh, I think, do have a smaller staff than most teams. It is somewhat misreported or misrepresented because of what we talked about earlier. Some people don't get titles that they would get in other organizations. They don't get put on the media guide, the roster, the depth chart like they would in other organizations. Um, I know like they have a guy, Richard Miller, who's like their head of research. He's one of those analytics guys. Yep. He rubs elbows with all the teams have him. They have other people that work elsewhere in the organization that are sometimes listed. Sometimes there was a kid that I know came from Tufts my alma mater, that was working in an analytical role and a, a digital analysis role. So some it is smaller. Don't get me wrong. I believe it to be smaller than other teams, but not as small as it looks like on paper because we get back to the Belichick thing. He, not everybody gets a title. They have a sports science guy. They took a sports science guy from the Celtics. He was the Celtics sports science guy, and he's now their guy. They... They just don't get the publicity and the representation that they do in some. I have a uh, Rick update real quick. He wants us to know that he did lodge a complaint with the NFL. Cool. Thank you, Rick. Goodell, you suck. Appreciate it. Uh, But, like, there's other teams that have small staffs, too. Like, one of the candidates, when I originally thought that they were actually going to go hire a GM, that I found intriguing was Trey Brown in Cincinnati. Yeah. Has a good history of drafting especially wide receiver talent, hello, um, and and does wears a lot of hats within the organization. I think it was Taylor Kyles was kind of tweeting about him and, and talked to a guy in Cincinnati about him. And and Trey Brown is a guy that would fit in. It's like, oh, okay, he works for a smaller staff. He does a lot of different things. He could probably come in here and have some success because right. he's able to fill all those different roles. I also believe that there may be an opportunity and even an appetite here to grow some of these things. Like, the crafts are venture capital people they are cutting edge people some of this was bill belichick some of it was his it wasn't belief. jonathan on like the nfl digital team yes yeah they started a whole analytics corporation while i was still working there that is now like an offshoot company that does analytics for other people one of the people that's like the head of it is heavily involved in the the is it mit that does the sports blah 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 conference yes. sports oh, analytics. yeah, yeah. Like, the, the so bowl the data bowl they are involved in that world and there may no, be an opportunity called, yeah here. it's mit and and so so I, I think some of that will change, and I think some of that is a little bit misreported. I just wanted to go back to Elliot Wolf real quick. Okay. Uh, your your Cincy thing is accurate because Cincy was always notorious, they were most cheap. cheap, and notoriously when the season ended, they would tell their uh, assistant coaches, "Get your ass out there and scout and figure out who we're going to draft." Like yeah. they started the draft process much later. That's why Marvin Lewis was in charge for like fifteen years. But I would also argue they have done a pretty good job of it and had pretty talented rosters more often than yeah. not. Over it. Well. I mean, even, even back then, to his time. I mean, A.J. Green. They've had PJ some really talented Chad teams. Chad Ochocinco. Yeah. Like, uh, especially wide receiver talent. Yeah. Bill Belichick was taking, uh, what's his need? name, Cunningham, and they took Dunlap, and Dunlap was the better player yep. for Florida defensive. Yeah, Carlos like, Dunlap was great. Okay, so um, but so the the career of Elliott Wolf started in Green Bay as a personnel assistant in 2004. He was there for five years, moved up to another role, another role, Green Bay, went on to Cleveland, was the assistant general manager in Cleveland, and then moved on to the Patriots front office in 2020. He's been here for three-plus years. Does he count as an outsider? Is he, hmm. 
Is he a retread in the Patriots system or is he an outsider? I want to know where we kind of paint Elliot Wolf. So I'm going to have you hold that thought. We're going to answer that question on the other side of the break. 617-779-7937 if you want to weigh in. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about Elliot Wolf as a possible GM candidate. Would he fit? Does he can does he count as an outsider or is he just another Belichick retread? We'll get into all of that coming up here on the Greg Hill Show. Shime, Hart, and Dundero filling in. But right now, let's get you caught up with what's trending. Gresh and Fourier, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now, brought to you by the 99 Restaurants. Playoff football is back. The Texans rolled the Browns 45-14. C.J. Stroud was awesome, and the game was just about over when Joe Flacco threw back-to-back pick sixes. That was a lot of fun. The Chiefs handled the Dolphins in the frigid Kansas City air 26-7 on Saturday night on that Peacock game. Rick was very upset about that. The Packers went into Jerry World and dominated the Cowboys. Jordan Love was spectacular uh, in his first playoff game. They won 48-32. And lastly, the Lions got their first playoff win since 1991 uh, last night as they beat Matthew Stafford and the Rams 24-23. to So they will now wait and host the winner of Tampa Bay Philly, which is tonight. That game is tonight at 8 o'clock. Before that, you got Bills and Steelers at 4.30 in Buffalo. Finally, the weather is good enough that they can play that football game. It was postponed from yesterday at 1 o'clock. Your Boston Celtics beat the Rockets over the weekend. They now head to Toronto to take on the Raptors tonight. Tip off at 7. And your Boston Bruins beat the St. Louis Blues over the weekend 4-3 to with an overtime goal win from Charlie Coyle. Or, sorry, Charlie McAvoy. They now welcome in the Devils today. Uh, that is a matinee day game right here at the Garden. Puck drop for that is at 1 o'clock. Trending now was brought to you by the 99. Warm yourself up at the 99 restaurant with our Fork Tendler boneless braised short ribs. Served in a red wine sauce with caramelized onions and mushrooms. Served over mashed potatoes and crowned with crispy onion rings. God, I'm hungry. Here for a limited time, you gotta love the nines. That's what's trending. We'll be right back with the Greg Hill Show. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. There is no light. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That high in your soul. Final hour here on the Radio Show. Shime Hart and Dondero filling in for you up until 10 when Cadlick and Bradfo, I believe, are taking over for us 10 to 2. Uh, Andy Hart asked a question here before the break. Uh, about Elliot Wolf, oh, does yeah. he count as a Belichick retread, or would we consider him uh, kind of an outsider, a new perspective? Mark, I'm curious on your thoughts on Elliot Wolf. I guess based on that definition, I would consider him an outsider. I mean, he didn't work for the Patriots. He wasn't under Bill Belichick for a long time. Again, though, the problem that I have is once I would like to see the team, the organization, identify somebody in a different organization because of the great work they've done and say, aha, I need some of that here and bring that person in. I don't know if that happened with this guy, with but I mean, yep. I, maybe they identified he had a, a knack for doing something positive. I wouldn't say he's a he's a he's a homegrown talent, but I, I want them to go out and find somebody that has done something where I can look at it and say, ah, look at what he's done there. Now we have him. I like it. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, he's definitely not like a uh, like an Adam Peters in San Francisco yes. or a Trey Brown in Cincinnati. It's definitely not like that. But I think you're right. I think by definition, I I don't think he's necessarily a Belichick retread. Like he's relatively new. I just don't know a whole lot about him, to be completely honest. And so that's why I'm at least open to the idea. Right? If you told me Matt Groh is going to be the GM tomorrow, I would rather punch myself in the face. <laughs> uh, the same thing with if Josh McDaniels was going to be the OC. Like I would rather just kick myself in the nuts. But at least with Elliot Wolf, like I'm open to giving it a shot and seeing what he can do because I don't, re- I just, I don't know a whole lot about him. I don't know uh, a ton about his track record, uh, anything like that. Does he have a specialty? I mean, who's what's his specialty? Uh, I think he is more of an old school talent evaluator. Um, from sort of things I've heard, I was just actually reading on um, Wikipedia page. So he was with Cleveland. What did I say? Eighteen to nineteen. Yeah, under John Dorsey. And okay. he departed, and apparently his dad went off, Ron Wolf, and said the Browns over had an over-reliance on analytics. And remember the Browns have done weird things. Remember they hired the baseball Paul, guy? Paul yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right. So I don't take that to mean he doesn't believe in analytics at all, just like it's part of the puzzle. It's not The, the Browns I, jumped the shark a little bit kind and, of thing. And I think if you asked him, just being Ron Wolf's kid, I think he probably says no, I think you need to have eyes that go see a kid play and say this kid can play or can't play and has these skills that'll fit our system. And then you measure the numbers and the advanced metrics and all that crap with it. So I don't hate the Wolf idea. I know people are a little bit of like, wait, so we're just promoting Mayo and promoting Wolf and everything's fixed? He was already here and he's already here. With, but they are. He's 41. Gerard is 37. Seven. They're younger. They're a new generation. And I'm not – Gresh has been – over the top, and I guess that's redundant. I'll just say Gresh. Um, <laughs> Gresh has been over the top saying, like, if you get rid of Bill, you got to get rid of everybody that's ever been tied to Bill. I don't believe that. I think plenty of people can learn from a guy and see what they like and take some things from him. And then I'm 37. I have other ideas. I've worked in other areas. I, I like, I'm young. I'm a new age. Because Gerard Mayo, just an insight into who Gerard Mayo, he's young. Yeah. One night I'm bouncing around on Instagram. 
And he just pops up somehow on my Instagram. I, I must follow him, whatever. And he's just doing like a card break. One of the, you know, they break, they yeah. open. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, that's youthful. Like, there's no yeah. way in hell Bill Belichick would ever pop up on my Instagram feed doing a card break. So, so I, he's not just Bill Redo. I like, agree with not. you, but, like, no. I, I also agree with the essence of what Gresh is trying to say because I, too, believe that you need to bring in and restart a lot of your staff. Like, you need to bring in new perspectives. It is a lot of just <clears throat> Belichick truthers in that staff right sure. now all over the place. And so that... That opinion is still the dominant opinion. It should not be the dominant opinion anymore. Like it sure. is, there should be new age, new era perspectives. And I think Gerard Mayo can can bring that, but he needs more of those people around him. He needs less of the Matt Groves, the Bill O'Briens, the Josh McDaniels, and more outside guys, guys that he can identify, guys that maybe he knows that he can bring in and bring in different perspectives on how to evaluate talent and how to coach an offense. What about a super staff? And I put that in big ass, big uh, quotes. Okay. Cause there's been a lot of, um, I guess, flirtation on social media um, because once upon a time, Gerard Mayo said he thought Hightower would be a good coach and James White, somebody was like, Hey, you want to be the running right, backs yeah. coach? What would your reaction be if we get a roster of coaches and it's like Dante Hightower, linebackers, James White, running backs? Because Troy Brown, if we're being honest, we all love Troy, I'm sure. The wide receiver development has been no, lacking. Well, so I brought that up last week and people like, Greg was like, how dare you sully the name of Troy Brown? I'm like, look, I mean, look the at the wide receivers haven't been very good. <laughs> no, I mean, so how would we react to a, because there's a lot more players, D'Amico Ryans, Dan Campbell, Aaron Glenn, like there's a lot more players that are succeeding as coaches. Would we bristle at that? I, I would be uncomfortable. And then I would ask, do you have a quarterback? And then I would say, <laughs> Here, here's the one thing. I, We're getting I, to the quarterback. I, I will give Gerard Mayo credit for this, though. Okay, Because I think, I don't know, I'm not going to speak for Gresh, but part of the, the trepidation is how's Belichick's coaching tree overall done when they've gotten those opportunities? Not very well. Nope. So, But part of the reason I feel like they haven't done well is because of guys like Matt Patricia who show up at these places. They don't coach with love. They throw their rings or whatever rings on the table. I have the best play call in the history of the Super Bowl and they expect you to respect them like they're Belichick when they're not. I, it doesn't feel like Gerard Mayo has that mentality. And maybe that could be the first step towards a guy that's in on Bill Belichick's coaching tree that has some success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when it comes to, like, Dante Hightower, James White, whatever, like, okay, if you want to give players positional coach opportunities, fine. I don't I don't care. James White is busy doing, like, ringer podcasts. These are all guys but, that have never coached, though. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But, but that's why, like, but, like, if, if a guy wants to and, and wants a shot, like, he played the sport, like, I'm willing to give him a shot that isn't, you know, play calling. Like, if you want to make him a positional coach or running backs coach and work with Vinny Sanceri or, or make him a, or make Dante Hightower the linebackers coach or whatever, fine. I give him a positional player coach. I, that's fine. Those, those guys aren't nearly as important to me as the guy calling the plays on offense. That's what matters to me. Like, I need a legitimate quarterbacks coach. I need a legitimate offensive coordinator. If you want to bring in other young minds to be your position coaches, that's how you build a staff of the future. Like that's that's how guys like Mike McDaniel or Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan or Bobby Slowick, Raheem Morris, all those guys got jobs. They wow. start as positional coaches, even if they have no coaching experience. And that's I'm okay with that. It's just when it comes to the meat and potatoes of the coaching staff, your quarterback's coach, your offensive coordinator, your defensive coordinator, like 
Make sure those guys are legit established guys. Can I just throw out a question for you guys? Yeah. And it might be a weird question, and people gave me a hard time about this, but I just want to know your perspective. Who is the CEO of the Buffalo Bills offense? If you had to answer that question, what would you say? Right now, it's yeah. Joe Brady. Who's it the- was Ken Dorsey. He got canned yeah, okay. for I would kind of say Josh Allen right now because That's of that. That's what I would have said. Fair. Okay. Yeah. okay. Who, who's the CEO of the Chiefs offense? Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Okay, so it's Andy Reid. Who's the CEO of the, the 49ers? Kyle Shanahan. So some in some – now, Andy Reid's a special offensive coach. But I feel like unless you have a quarterback that's of the level where you answer the question, that's the CEO of the offense, I feel like you're – and I know you don't want to hear this, but that's one of the teams that isn't going to be able to win the Super Bowl because it's a limited quarterback that you need but weapons and support. I don't think they're – outside of Josh, maybe the case for Josh Allen – I don't think there is a quarterback that's the CEO of his uh, offensive football. I would say Lamar Jackson's the CEO of the Baltimore Ravens. Who Todd Munkin you? is the CEO no, of no, no. right now. He he arrived and he's doing a lot of good work, but I would say Lamar Jackson's the CEO. When you've had you coaching changes and I love and you know I love Lamar Jackson and I don't believe that. Like No, no, no. I'm not saying he's drawing up the game plan every week, no, no, but, no, but he is the guy. Yeah. I I get. Yeah, yeah of course he he is like the legitimate elite starting quarterback all pro the whole nine. Yes, uh, 100%. But, like, when you boil it down, like, that offense is Todd Munkin's offense. It's oh, yeah. not. And Joe not, Brady and is calling the offense in Buffalo and running the offense, but it's Josh Allen. And they, Josh and Allen they've looked better, they've to, looked better with Brady than they did with Ken Dorsey. Sure. Right? So. Uh, no, that's actually not true. If you go by the numbers, the Ken Dorsey offense was actually better. EPA per play, success uh, you per play. Stick your EPA, EPA up per your per ASS. I'm just saying. I, I'm just, no, no, no. That team is playing better since they fired EPA. Ken Dorsey. But Ken Dorsey was just a scapegoat for Sean McDermott being an idiot. That's neither here nor there. When, when, when you, this guy also doesn't like Patrick Mahomes, so take all his offensive I, opinions. I guess what I'm when, when you say like CEO of an offense, yeah. I think that like he almost has like final right of refusal, right? Like if you give if Josh Allen comes up to Joe Brady and says, "Hey, we're going to run this," you're going to run that. But like if Lamar Jackson comes up to Todd Munkin, he's going to be like, "Okay, what? How do we want to approach this here?" Like it's not a "Hey, Todd, call this." Like Tom Brady used to. Like Tom well, Brady could yeah. go out. And, and like, I don't think yeah, Josh Allen's doing I, I that. Get, I guess no, but I think he has the most. When it comes to offensive coordinator and quarterback, he can it would would be the more dominant figure in that relationship at this point. Yeah. I don't see that with like ninety nine percent of other quarterbacks. Oh no, the there's only a handful. I, I I presented this poorly. Then I, I I guess what I'm trying to say is CJ, you're a CJ Stroud guy. Yeah. Do you think that an offensive coordinator could come in? If they change offensive coordinators next like year. Like Slowick gets a head coaching job, yes, they get a new OC. Is he going to suck all of a sudden? No. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. You need a okay. quarterback that just because the offensive coordinator leaves or changes yeah, so that's doesn't a mean different. they erode under the So new coordinator guy. proof. Yeah. Like, like if the, the coordinator like the changes, guys you're fine. You're right. fine. I, I don't want a quarterback that... If I get this perfect coordinator, it could work. If he leaves, you though, don't want Jared Goff. He's gone, right? You need- so, like Jared Goff had I success with Sean McVay, had to go through basically a complete rebranding under Ben Johnson, and then Ben Johnson pulls everything he can out of Jared Goff, right. and that- he will regress when Ben Johnson takes his fifteen yes, million right. dollar a year job elsewhere. That, that's why I was always questioning, you know, the guys like. Even Josh McDaniels or Adam Gase or Eric Bieniemy, and they're like, you got to get that guy a head coaching job. They were playing, they were coordinating the best quarterback in the league. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like I look decent as the offensive coordinator with Peyton Manning. So I, I, I get that. 
I also think, though, there's a lot of offensive coordinators, especially right now, that elevate the play yes. of their quarterbacks. You got look at a guy like Mike McDaniel. They do. A guy like Kyle Shanahan. A guy like Sean McVay. Like, I think guy Andy Reid. I think guys like that, Matt LaFleur, elevate the play of their quarterbacks. They do, and I want and, that. But yeah. I want the quarterback that doesn't need a significant elevation. But which one's easier to get? Fair. The, the yeah, offensive coordinator, the coordinator that elevates probably is easier to get right now in this day and age in the NFL than it is to get the stud quarterback. You want both. I mean, if you're going to have yeah, a great I, offensive coordinator and the great quarterback, like, that helps. At, but look at well, that's what McVay did. McVay was the poster boy. Third. McVay was the poster boy for the quarter. The quarterback can be quarterback. made by the coach. And then McVay said, I've done as much as I can with Goff. I need to go get a guy who can sling right. it all over the 100%. field. But and like, what happened when he did that? Yeah. He got over the hump. Yeah, he wins the Super Bowl. Right. A hundred percent. And you definitely need both. I'm just saying which one if you were if you're looking for one right now to quarterback. At least start. I want the quarterback. Yeah, you want the quarterback, but which one is easier to Because I think a good offensive coach with a crappy quarterback is a crappy offense. I think right. a, a a really good quarterback with a crappy coordinator is a mediocre offense. I think that's the way it works. Yeah, I if don't he's disagree. truly special, if he, and I guess we'll get into what's special, what's blue chip, what's top tier, but I'd take the. I'd always answer quarterback. You could ask me, good owner or good quarterback. I want a good quarterback. Especially if you have a defensive-minded head coach, it's even more important. Yeah, no, don't don't get me wrong. And I think this is all levels, by the way. We see it in college football. You get the quarterback, you're going to win. If you don't have the quarterback, you're going to struggle to mold him, and maybe you can Nick Saban it or whatever. Jim Harbaugh won with a mediocre quarterback. So you don't believe him when he said he's the best quarterback in the history of the organization? No. Tom Brady agreed. Yeah, good for Tom Brady. It's because Michigan just won the national freaking that's, that's championship. Also and also football. a different that's way, the way your guy, I know you want him to coach the Cowboys, or you did. Like, I think Harbaugh is a program builder. I yeah. love the way he He's great. I think he sets offenses back. Like He's archaic. Really? He's a little archaic. Ohio oh, sure. State won the national He's championship a little archaic. with a third-string quarterback. I mean, college football's different. Yeah, college oh, yeah, football's yeah. very different. But I also think... The quarterback stirs every drink in football. You can watch high school games and like, oh, wow, that kid can play. They'll be fine. I don't disagree with you, but the issue is, is quarterbacks aren't growing on trees quite like offensive coordinators are nowadays. Like, you can find them all over. Just go find any guy who's been influenced by the McVay-Shanahan system right now, and they're having success. All of them. Bobby Slowick, Kevin O'Connell, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel. Like, just keep going down. They're all doing well. Like, just go find somebody that's They never least, win the Super Bowl. But, but, but with the Patriots, excited. the Patriots because are... Because not all of them had the elite quarterback. Again, I which which is the most important thing, and I don't disagree with you. But at least the first step is getting in a guy that knows what he's doing. But sure. the, the urgency now is born out of the Patriots are drafting third. You, yeah. You've got to convert But you're in not that getting spot. one of those two co- top quarterbacks. Those are the two guys whoa, that... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you can might. trade up. Why you can't might. you trade? Why can't with you trade? Who are you going to trade with? I don't know. But, uh, well, I would argue it would have to be Washington and Chicago since so, those are the only two options. But I'm not going to And Washington desperately a needs a quarterback, so they're staying. And they're already playing the uh, the muck game right, on right. the internet trying to get people to drop Drake May. How brutal is it that the Washington Commanders lost seven straight or whatever it was and ended up at to. That is just so brutal. Well, they and beat your ass. That's what bothers <laughs> me. Awful. I don't understand tiebreaker rules schedule. that don't include head to head. I don't. We're tied. It's the third. Unbelievable. It's after strength of schedule. I know they beat me. Yeah. They beat me. Yep. So I should pick higher than them. I'm right. sucky. We played. They proved to be better than me when they weren't trying to win after they had traded their two best players away. True. They still beat me. Doesn't that say I'm worse? Yes. Okay. So why am I not picking second? Because the NFL is dumb. It's rigged against the Patriots. Awful. Always has been. I've known it forever. Uh, it's just it, it. You're in a spot where it's hard. Like it's 
you're either you you're either forced to take the third best quarterback on the board, or you take one of the two best offensive players in the draft. In if you Marvin say Joe Harrison. Alt, I'm coming over this. Table. I was going to start with Marvin Harrison, but I would also say Joe Alt or Olu Fashanu. If you want to argue he's better than Joe Alt, fine, whatever. Uh, Shime's a big Joe Alt guy. Big Joe Alt guy. Would I you rather Joel. have Marvin Harrison or Jaden Daniels? Jaden Daniels on this on this team particularly. Yeah, I would rather have Marvin Harrison. Why? Yeah. He's a game changer. Team changer. No, he, he's talking. not changing a game with those quarterbacks. You know what he is? Frustrated in two years asking for a trade if you don't have a quarterback. Or you're the Vikings. And, and you want to know what? I can if if I'm gonna have if Bill O'Brien or Josh McDaniels is my offensive coordinator, I'm better off taking Marvin Harrison in the first round and hoping Michael Penix falls to the second and trying him. It's a dart throw either way. You're not getting Jaylen Caleb Williams Daniels. Or, or Drake May. I'm rolling the dice. I'm swinging for the fences. I might be wrong. I might regret it. I might be picking third again in two years. But I'm hey, swinging. The, we just said it. It's the quarterback. Now, if yeah, you flat I out just, think Jaden Daniels stinks, like there, there's no like shot, four years then I trade good. the pick. Yeah. Then I would actually trade because then I, I've said this. Don't you think there's a chance you can sucker somebody else into believing Jaden Daniels is good? You'll find somebody that'll oh, give you a future do. one. Yeah. So now I can trade down, get a future one, maybe a two. They can take Jaden Daniels, who my scouting department, Elliot Wolf, Matt Grow, the whole co- collaboration said, nah, Jaden Daniels. Okay, I'll trade down a few picks, get a future pick, because you know what I have now? Two first-round picks to put myself in position to get a quarterback next year. Trade up, get who I need to get. So it, well, to me, big, the third pick in the draft should be the third quarterback. Well, my big whether it's with, the Patriots or whether it's somebody the Patriots trade with. My big thing with Jaden Daniels is it took him forever to be any good in college football. Like at least Bo Nix had yeah, some. Same six, with Bo, not Bo he, wasn't, he wasn't even that good against Florida State, one of the biggest games they played yeah, this year. But, and it's just like, yes, he was the Heisman, and he had a really good statistical season. But like, and and, and I think there's talent there. Don't get me wrong. Like I think there's potential with Jaden Daniels. Yeah, but. Not enough for me to spend the third overall pick on. He can throw it over you. He can run around you, and he cannot turn it over. Those are the strengths of his game. He but doesn't he, turn the ball over. Yeah, yeah he but, can't bench press you though. No, he can't. But guess and what? He Neither could Lamar Jackson. And Brady. he doesn't. But he doesn't run around you like like Lamar Jackson did. No, no, no. But he can. He can run right by you for a big play. I'm depressed at how, be, how much you think that Chicago is taking a quarterback. Yeah, I'm I didn't think it was going to be. I wasn't two, 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 two and a half weeks ago when the Eberflus news originally came out. I was like, oh yes. They're going to keep Fields and stay, and uh, everything I have heard and read since then, I would, I would venture they take Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields for like a third round pick. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. If you want to weigh in, three seven ninety three seven. If you want to hop on the text line, it is the final segment coming up of the Greg Hill Show with Shime Hart and Dondero. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Show on Boston Sports Original, WEI, Shime, Hart, and Dondero filling in today. Final segment before we get out of here in seed control to Rob Bradford and Mike Cadlick. The baseball guy and the football guy. Yeah, be an interesting little pairing. Little mix. I'm curious to see, I'm uh, curious to hear Bradford's thoughts on the New England Patriots. That'll be something I haven't heard yet. 
That's true. I haven't heard that yet either. They don't talk about that on uh, baseball isn't boring. I don't believe so. No, I think that's. I think that the point of that podcast is talking is to avoid talking NFL on yeah, a baseball to podcast. Talk about baseball, Andy. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I want Brad Foe's thoughts on the Tom Brady baseball card that came out recently. Ooh, okay. There you go. Uh, here, let's uh, before we get out of here, let's hit David in Florida. Uh, wants to talk about young coaches. What's up, David? Hey. Yes, with all these young coaches and stuff, uh, two things. First, success and skill. I mean, I don't gonna, I'm going to get a bit existential here, but they're all relative and they're all circumstance. It's all circumstantial. I mean, when you say successful, I mean, you have to compare it to who else is out there. I mean, successful is, it's all relative to your, to your competition. And the same thing with, with a good quarterback, a franchise quarterback, a, a good coach. So, I, I mean, in the, that's, that, that's the one thing. And these players, they, they want young head coaches so they can control them, so they can manipulate them. You know, if it goes well, then the players did a good job. If it goes bad, then the players can blame the owners. And that's just that's what's so ugly about it. All right, David, thanks for the call. I, I don't think that they want to manipulate coaches. Like, do you think Mike McDaniel's getting manipulated? Do you think no. Kevin do you think Kevin O'Connell's getting manipulated? No. no, but I think they feel like they understand them more. You talked about yes. the why. I that, think that's a that big I thing. think is important. For sure. Being able being relatable, relatable. is important. But I don't think they want to I don't think the no. players are trying to control the coaches. That's why young coaches are having success. I would hope not. We have larger issues. If players are sitting around like which coach can we control? We that's need to right. manipulate this guy. I would hope they all want to win. Now they may players still get their asses cut constantly. They ain't manipulating anybody. Yeah. Or or they may end up manipulating a guy, whatever, but I think generally they want to win and make money. Yep. Not necessarily in that order. Sometimes mm. the order might be yeah. flipped yep. there, oh, but those two things, they because everybody it has more fun in life when you're winning, right? Yeah. It's, it's Or making more money. I think right. you just in general, you can relate to people better as humans if they're closer to you in age. Yeah, 100%. As as well, that. Nick Saban, and, and this is one of the things I give Nick Saban a lot of credit for, has come out and even said, like, when I realized that I was growing older and growing away from the game of football, I had to start bringing in a lot more young coaches to help me reconnect with that age and be able to relate to those guys so that we can stay good and stay uh, a, a powerhouse team. Mm -hmm. Where Bill Belichick never did that. He never came to that realization. He never had the desire to bring in young coaches. Well, he would just rather bring in guys that were yes-men. Gerard Mayo's here. He brought okay. in a young yeah, former young coach, player, but, he, but like what? What about guys, like Nick Cayley? He was a young guy, and he left. Yeah, because I'm about, well, because he got porked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. He should have been the OC, and they passed him over. But that's my point. Like he, it's very rare that Bill Belichick has given young guys or brought in outside young guys and given them opportunities. Outside young guys, that's he likes low level developmental. Right. You owe your career to me because you're going to work the next 15 years for me. Guys that for, played for him. I feel like Sean McVay looks for anybody that can help him do what he wants Bingo. to do, do what he needs to do. I don't know if Bill Belichick, he wants to figure out Correct. who do I like to have around me. Or yeah. the extreme example was, uh, what's his name? I'm 40. I'm a man at uh, OSU. Yeah. When he needed an, an offensive Gundy? coordinator. And he just basically oh, yeah. Googled, I want to say he Googled like best offenses in football and he found like a d3 guy and he called him up he was like i want to interview for my job like that's how that's what i'm talking why the little extreme cast. but yeah yeah it's extreme but, that's but it's the, the opposite end that's of belichick who's I'm like talking. i know right. two people i'm gonna hire the two people i know right, and we're right. done here yeah and, and i think that's really important right now in the nfl is you need to be you need to be open to new ideas yep. you need to there are the game is gerard there, mayo he yeah. said he's open to new ideas. All right. Well, diversity of thought, diversity of psychological freedoms or something. I really hope that that's the case. Uh, if the current offensive coordinator is in there, it doesn't seem like very open. But, hey, 
Let's That's stay positive. Positive. Hey, Sean, uh, I think that, speaking of positive, you and I can close this uh, this day out with a good exclusive to uh, bring to the chairman tomorrow morning. Uh, if this is true, and I think it is, uh, Courtney's pen pal is on the line right now. Um, okay, well, he can call in tomorrow. That's, what I, that's exactly so, what I'm thinking. Uh, I say thanks. that we, we executive produce this stuff and, uh, and bring it to the show tomorrow. That's fine. I appreciate it. But um, Pen pal? Uh, yeah, Jail pen pal. Uh, is that a, a euphemism? Whole, oh, okay. No, it's like oh. a, it's a whole thing. He's not dipping his pen in company ink or one of those no, things? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, what? <laughs> I didn't know where we were no, going no, here. No, I don't no, know. No, no, no. Let's, uh, yeah, we, we're good with that right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shine's uncomfortable. He looks yeah. legitimately like uncomfortable. Flustered. Jackson, you just flustered Shine. Yeah. Wow. He was cruising along for three hours and 55 <laughs> minutes, and in the final couple minutes, you flustered. He's turning red? I'm turning what into the Cowboys. What is going on I'm here? I'm turning into the Cowboys defense. You gagging. Just holes everywhere. You had your big opportunity. It's MLK Day. You're hosting, and you failed to oh, finish. Oh, what do you know? We're out of time. <laughs> I finished just fine. Wow. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in this morning to the Greg Hill Show without any of the normal crew. It's been Shime, Hart, and Dondero Jackson. Great job today. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You did not Cowboys today, so good job by no. you. Uh, Catholic and Bradfoe filling in for Gresh and Fourier coming up next. Make sure to stay tuned tomorrow. Uh, the Greg Hill Show will have uh, uh, Boomer Sison on tomorrow. I believe Ty Law's on with us again tomorrow still. Normal Tuesday slot, so going to be a jam-packed show tomorrow when everybody's back from the holiday. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your Monday. Gentlemen, thanks so much for hey, coming in today. Thank and you. Uh, we'll see you guys later. See ya. The NFL playoffs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.